Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talanda here, and welcome to our bonus content as we work on putting Ostium Season 6 together. We're continuing with our Behind the Ostium series as we go in-depth with the making and discussion of how each episode of Ostium came to be, as well as much more. I am joined by Dwayne Farver, a big fan of the show and creator of the spin-off podcast, Manifestations. If you enjoy the Behind the Ostium series, you can get full access to over 50 episodes right now by supporting Team Ostium on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. You'll also get access to a bunch of other bonus content on there too. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. We'll continue working on getting Ostium Season 6 ready for release in 2022. But for now, sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Ostium. Episode 27, The Other Side. Um, Originally, this was going to be Jake's story of what happened to Jake. And that was the plan, I think, for the rest of the season to explain him um, of what was going on with his side of the, the story in Ostium. Um, and if he'd survived, but I realized at this point, as I was doing the enigmatic mysteries of the unknown and that kind of mini series with Dave, um, and really, I think I'd really, at this point, I'd released them too on the regular feed and all that stuff that I'd realized that had become a bigger part of the Ostium story too. It wasn't just a little aside like the Ostium files and that I needed to join it up with the main storyline and make it a part of it. Um, but when I did that, I knew also I could just assume that all the listeners had listened to all the previous material of this bonus stuff. Um, so that's why I had to have Dave um, going through a similar thing like Jake, where he'd had to face the blackness and go through his own transition and changing, and then have to explain all the events kind of that led up to that um, and, and what led to him being in the state he was. Um, and also getting on to pretty much making it clear that um, Dave is in fact Steve, who is Monica's son. We don't officially have the meetup until the following season, but we get to see it and understand um, what's going on here with that. Um, with Dave and this place, I was definitely going for a specific feel, a sense of helplessness and doom. Um, again, the music that I use, the piece for this is... Um, one, one of my favorite pieces that Chris ever wrote, I was my theme, my uh, uh, ringtone for a long time on my cell phone. And um, he didn't actually name any of the pieces. So when I got them, I'd listen to the band and then I'd name them. So this particular piece was called You Are Being Followed. And um, I really felt like it set the tone so well for the, the episode that I'd already written of just how with with um, Dave explaining his story and going through everything going on, it really fit the tone perfectly. And then with him being followed in this weird, bizarro ostium, it was just perfect. Uh, it was, even though I re- it was one of my favorite pieces and I felt like, well, this is going to be obviously Jake's piece. It ended up being the one that worked better for Dave. Um, so we're getting to see him going through his trauma with the blackness. Um, I really wanted to do a lot of detail here of what it feels like and how his own personal um, experiences of it. 
and also him giving, let's see, he's giving shape and sound to the entity. Um, I definitely wanted to give a sense of something of the supernatural with the blackness. And it was kind of like a, a horror episode, again, chase episode, um, which was a little different from the usual episodes of Ostium. And so you have um, Dave being chased by this weird thing, whatever it is that he doesn't understand, but he's terrified of it. And he ends up back in Roanoke right at the very end, uh, right back at a place we are very familiar with from episode two of Ostium, because all things come around. Um, but except this time, this place that we've all come to know is a little different with a fire going and things like that and another person there who he can't tell who it is. So he prepares himself to defend himself with that special little gun and confront whoever else is there, um, not knowing who it could possibly be. I really don't think at that point he had any ideas that it could have been Jake. He just thought it was something part, some evil, another evil entity of Ostium. And um, I, I made a note that when Dave opens the door from the, the bizarro nightmare Ostium mm -hmm. to go to Roanoke, there's a bright white light. And that's not a normal thing that no. we're used mm -hmm. to happening when we have a, an Ostium door open. Um, so it, as a listener, I'm like, all right, this is going to be different. Right. Uh, I was honestly expecting him to not go to Roanoke, mm -hmm. but he did end up going there. Um, but then there was the fire and it was a different signs, of, signs yeah. of life. And I'm like, well, all right, something is different about You're this. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Cool. Again, these things I hadn't noticed that I put in, and they work out. <laughs> the um, the way that the the nightmare world and Dave even, mm -hmm. I believe, brings it up. I'm not sure if it's this episode or if it's in when he's talking to to Jake to about Jake. it. Mm -hmm. um, how it's reminding him of the Lord of the Rings when uh -huh. Frodo has on the ring and. Yep. You know, it's a, a sort of shadow version of yeah. the world. And the the, uh, the Nazgul even look different when he has the ring on than, than not. Um, that, that, in my mind, I was able to easily see this right. nightmare version uh, of Ostium. And then the, the whole, this unknown voice that mm -hmm. is, uh, and the, uh, the creature that's, that's walking around there that, Seems ancient, but is uh, easily able to. We we obviously not probably running, but right. But keep up with him in some way. Keep yeah, keep up. Yeah, um, like distances don't seem to matter that much. Yeah, right. And it was kind of made like giving manifesting, you know, the blackness, giving shape to it, and and giving. And that's exactly when I was when I first listened to this. I'm like, well, that's the blackness. That's what's. Mm -hmm. making the noise in the blackness that's at least causing the blackness. You know, the, I, I knew it was tied away. to yeah. the blackness in some mm -hmm. way. Um, okay. And I'm like, all right, it's a personification, um, uh, some kind of a foil to, to Jake. Yeah. And again, it was something that I'd set up here and then really wouldn't address again. Well, I mean, towards the end of the season, we'd see more of, and then in the following season, we'd actually see it come to full um, fruition in a way and what it was trying to do and how they would deal with it and stuff yeah kind of making up a, a big baddie for the show <laughs> you need one yeah <laughs> yeah because up to this point you might have thought it was monica but it's totally not so yeah 
Yeah, yeah, Monica did seem to be the uh, the obvious choice for the the cause of all the conflict, but um, I th I think um, you were talking earlier about trying to, I guess, quote unquote, redeem Monica in the listeners' mm -hmm. eyes, and, and I think that the all of the episodes do that. She's being honest right now to us and at least explaining why she did what she did and mm -hmm. it 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 happens in a way that's natural and believable and does make us feel a little empathy mm -hmm. for her um and again that's probably why i felt i had to give her when it felt like she needed six episodes to give her those six episodes because she needed that many to tell the story because we do we knew, steve was, we knew steve was you know close to her and you know right originally we think it's you know her husband or something to that mm -hmm. effect and we find out it's her son and we're like all right you're going to do things for your son right that you probably wouldn't do for anyone else right. okay exactly yep and then uh and then we find out the real story and you know how uh how she knows the ostium network probably doesn't have steve's best interest right you know, in mind they just want to they have an end goal and he's the means to that end. Now I can't remember if I ever made it totally clear at this point, but did you know that Dave was probably Steve? Or? No. 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 Okay. No, the okay. um I, I mean the, I guess there were if you did and you wrote it in, I didn't catch it. Um I don't know if I wrote it in, but I I knew at this point I think, but I didn't I don't know if I, I, I didn't didn't know if we were really putting, putting hints in there, but hmm. I, I believe she adopted him from England. She was working yeah. in England at the time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Dave has a, a, a British accent, so that yep. could have been a clue. But I, <laughs> you know, I was I was not a uh, aware. I, I at the time I was probably thinking more about what was going on with the Ostium Network, who was mm -hmm. in charge, and what their real. Um, their real goals were. I think me wanting to bring Dave into the main story while I've asked him too was um, as we just see through the seasons of R2 with um, some other new characters and stuff to, to kind of grow the show with more people other than just Jake and Monica. Yeah. Not that there was anything wrong with that necessarily, but just because we've been going on now into the, the third season and becoming a bigger show to add more people into it. Um, and it wasn't necessarily, well, I want to put myself in the show because I do the voice of Dave or anything like that, but just, <laughs> um, just it felt right to have the brain's character. In. And then knowing, as I did at that point, that it was also her son, it would, he would have to be part of the show. And just to give a different, um, because I felt like I made Dave, again, a very different person from Jake or Monica, it felt right to have a new kind of angle and, and dynamic going on with them. And honestly, just hearing... And knowing the fact that you were voicing the role, and I'm like, it's easy to get the actor in the room when you're the actor. <laughs> right. So it just seemed like an easy way to to get another character in there. Then um, again, he has been much like Jake and Monica, the one of these things where it's like I don't know what story he's going to tell, whatever. And then I just start make myself start writing, and it all just starts coming out, and the brain just starts putting stuff together, and. It's just weird how within this world, I just seem to, to be able to always just delve in and do stuff with no problem. Um, 
with these characters, even though it was a new character, it was no problem just diving in and, and telling his story. Um, I don't know what was everything going on. It's fun. That's why there's so much more story to tell. I think the way the 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 world of Ostium is is created or structured, it would be easy to do that. You could there were three restaurants and a couple of cafes or mm -hmm. something in mm -hmm. in the rock. There's a chef that works in one of them. I, I can yeah. picture there's an entire you know yep. story behind that one chef. You know, um, because everyone that worked there would have been there for a reason. Yeah, because of a specialty. And Monica even brings I'm, it up that yeah. her and Steve were an exception to the rule. You know, they, right. they were family, but they were an exception to the rule because they yep. were taking both. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone else there is in the same boat where they had no ties to the world. So they were willing to come to work here. And also very likely had some interesting sort of life up to that point that they were going to be able to contribute something to Ostium too. I, yeah. Like Monica's t talking about her backstory and we find out that um, she did come into some money because of the accident mm -hmm. with her family. Yeah. And she tried to put it to good use. She got an right. education, she, but she tried to use the money to, to help. To not just get richer, but to help others, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that she passed that along in Steve, too. Yeah, that was pretty evident, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, like she, I believe she mentioned something about she wasn't ready to be a parent. Mm -hmm. She didn't think she wanted to be a parent, but at that moment, she knew that's what she wanted to do. She needed to do. And as a parent, I can tell you, <laughs> you're, you you never will tell yourself that you're ready to be a parent. You just got to do it. <laughs> That's how it always is. Because <laughs> if you keep waiting and pushing it off, it will never happen. 